Z1077 welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show. A special presentation of Z1077 News presented in the public interest. Our, our phone number for you to call and participate is 760-366-8471. Our producers, Etika Gonzalez, and our lines are open. What would you like to talk about? Again, 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 7 Up Close Show. Uh, last week, I had a very good discussion about what we call short-term rentals. People call them vacation home rentals, but they really are short-term rental. Under the law, it's actually a different type of transaction. Uh, but they're actually short-term rental of your home, not necessarily a vacation home rental, which is something entirely different. That said, uh, it was uh, asked a couple times when they would be discussing it next in Yucca Valley. We do have a, uh, a look at the Yucca Valley Planning Commission agenda for this coming Tuesday. And according to the Yucca Valley Planning Commission agenda for this Tuesday, they will indeed be discussing some of the rules, uh, uh, proposed regulations for short-term uh, short-term rentals in the town of Yucca Valley. So that's going to be on Tuesday they'll be doing that. We also had people ask us about when they will be discussing the regulations to prohibit marijuana in the town of Yucca Valley, and that will be the Yucca Valley Planning Commission on May 9th. So both of those uh, issues are slotted. One will be this Tuesday for short-term rentals, and then on on the 9th for marijuana prohibition. And understand, it's not whether they're going to have it or not. The town council has said they do not want marijuana. They've asked the planning commission to come up with ordinances against it. So it's not a should we do it or not. It's what are the what's the ordinance against it going to look like? So that's what they're doing. About. On that, let's go to the phones and our and our uh, first. Caller, and good morning. We're Jody on the radio. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm the first contestant huh? on the price. First right. contestant, yeah. I'm in, I'm in morning show mode. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Hey, uh, yeah, that Cadiz water thing. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. It's closer to realistic. That's just disgusting. Yeah, well, I, I, it is. <laughs> Depend, well, what, depending well, on who you said. ask. So, huh? Depending on who you ask, yes. Well, well, that's what was on your news report was it's a step closer. Yeah, it, it is a step closer. We actually discussed that at quite some length uh, last week, but the uh, the BLM, or I think it was the BLM has removed its objection to using railroad property for a pipeline, which does bring wow. that closer. Yeah. I just don't understand that. You know, that's going to... I don't understand it. Well, wait, there's more, if you don't understand that. In today's news, in today's Z1077 news, they are saying there's no environmental impact from the hydroelectric power project on the southern border of Joshua Tree, basically right near Eagle Mountain. <laughs> they're, they're going to pump... Let's see, let me get the, they're going to pump billions of gallons of water from the aquifer. Right. Uh, have it sit up behind a dam, and then when we need power, when there's not enough power in the afternoons, they would then let the water run down and make up the excess power with hydroelectric. Then later on, when the price of power goes down 
and there's no need, they would pump it back up again. So it would always be kind of like a backup hydroelectric generator for peak power use. Now, that story is in today's Z1077 News, and we've got the BLM uh, press release on that, too. But is there any chance that anyone knows about that that could contaminate the water flowing down? I mean, a hydroelectric plant? I mean, I, I don't understand the technology involved, but... Uh... It's really pretty simple. You pump the water up when the electric's cheap. You let it run down when the electric's expensive. That's kind of how that works. As far as the actual water quality, I don't believe just having the water run through turbines to generate um, to generate electricity would it would pollute the water. The fact is, they're taking all that water out of that aquifer. That's the problem. And yeah, it, yeah. And according to David Smith, the superintendent of the national park, he says he says it will deplete the aquifer and harm the environment and threaten species. And there's a 30 day protest period on that plan that opened yesterday. And if you want to go to z1077fm.com, find the story in our news. There's links right in there. Uh, to all of this information. Uh, is, there, is that a way where I can get in to pro, uh, add my name as part of the protest? Or? Yes. The, okay, the, good. The, the information is there online. Today. There's a link. Uh, it's getting so our news has become so technical that we run stories and it usually links with just about everything to right. take yeah. it to the information and all that. Right. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, buddy. You have right. a great weekend. Appreciate you, Jody. Bye-bye. Bye. 760-366-8471. A couple of things I'd like to get your, your feelings on. One of them is, is a story that we've got on today where the Bureau of Land Management is working on ORV uh, regulations, where you can drive an off-road vehicle. Right now, you can't drive an off-road vehicle on a public road, on a street. What they are looking at is whether or not they should allow off-road vehicles on the county maintained roads for example if you live in the wonder valley area you pay a certain fee each year to pay to have that maintained they hire a tractor now it's not necessarily a public road because the people who live there the homeowners have taxed themselves to maintain those roads similar in the copper mountain mesa area the homeowners have taxed themselves to maintain the roads so the question is, those roads that are maintained by those property owner groups, should those be legal for off-road vehicles to ride on? Okay, That's the big question. And again, that story is in today's Z1077 News. And we've got all kinds of links in there so you can, so you can see what's going on. But my question is, if you live in those areas, do you think they should allow off-road vehicles to be on those roads which you are paying to maintain? There are hundreds of miles of non-county maintained roads in the unincorporated areas. Again, they're not county maintained roads they're maintained by assessments added to the property tax bills of those who live along them okay there's about 148 miles of road in question here in our morongo basin so those of you who pay those assessments on your property taxes do you want to allow off-road vehicles on those roads that you pay to maintain or not that said many of you who live along those roads have off-road vehicles and use them to get around in your neighborhoods. 
So yeah, we're going to hear from both sides of the story here. I'd like to hear from both sides of the story here. Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? Would you like ORV on those 148 miles of roads that's paid for by the property owners? They're already going to take them off public roads. So a little interesting uh, dichotomy there. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. Again, I want to talk to you also about the hydroelectric project uh, near Joshua Tree National Park. They have determined that there is no negative environmental uh, risk to that. 760-366-8471. Uh, we, our, our news today has got a lot of environmental stuff in it. Uh, we also have a story about the economic impact of Joshua Tree National Park. They released the figures yesterday on how much of that money is spent in our areas and how many jobs that that does sustain. Uh, I guess it's gone up $25 million. So last year in 2016, 2.5 million visitors to Joshua Tree National Spark Park spent $123.3 million in the communities near the park. They estimate that 1,700 jobs, 39% was lodging, 25% food and beverages, and there's gas, oil, transportation, and recreation and souvenirs in that order. That's where that money is spent here locally. 760-366-8471. If you'd like to discuss that or anything else here on the Z1077 Up Close Show, we've got a lot of things going on here in our communities of the Morongo Basin, in our county, in our state, in our country, in our world, and in our universe. Give us a call at 760-366-8471. We're going to take a quick little break, pay a little bills, and we'll be right back with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show. Money. It's a term I've come to realize many people don't understand. This is Patty Brown, the loan lady, a.k.a. the Queen of Green. I specialize in this type of real estate loan. Typically, the money is loaned by local, private individuals. Who can use this type of loan? People looking to flip properties, buy vacation rentals, contractors, or someone who has a house that just can't qualify for a traditional loan. Another great thing? Loans are based on the equity in your property, not your credit score. Don't let your damaged credit stop you from calling. Just pick up the phone. The Loan Lady, 365 BRE number 01170991, NMLS number 358100. If you could save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on your family's household budget, would you do it? Every day, hundreds of homeowners are saving with the solar systems they've installed through Solar Now, the local hero solar contractor who's been here for over 25 years. There's no upfront cost, and the system is paid for on your property taxes. You can most likely deduct the interest, and it transfers to the new homeowner if you sell. Unlike the leases out there, it will increase your home's value, too. Call Mark Hines of Solar Now today and get a no-pressure, hassle-free quote. Call 228-3188. Homestyle food in a casual, cozy atmosphere. There's no place better than Park Rock Cafe. Meatball subs, Philly cheesesteaks, and crispy paninis filled to your order. And top it off with a caramel or pumpkin spice latte or a peppermint mocha. It's unforgettable deliciousness at the Park Rock Cafe. Open every day at 8 a.m. so you can start your day with breakfast and an espresso latte. Next to the Park Visitor Center in downtown Joshua Tree. 
You need a car, but financing has you worried? Route 62 Auto Sales can finance anybody. 100% guaranteed credit approval. There's a big selection of pre-owned vehicles and extended warranties are available. Stop by Monday through Saturday or Sunday by appointment. On the far west end of the highway in Yucca Valley, just look for the yellow canopies. You can drive off with a new car and a full tank of gas. When you mention you heard the ad on Z1077. That's right, everyone will be approved at Route 62 Auto Sales. It is just that easy. It is 10-17 on this Friday, the 21st of April, 2017. I'm Gary Danielle, and this is the Z1077 Up Close Show. I want to invite you to join me tomorrow. My wife and I will be broadcasting live from the uh, Yucca Valley Earth Day celebration. It's a great event put on uh, by the town of Yucca Valley and High Desert Nature Museum. Uh, we've been part of that for a long, long time. I don't know how many years, but Z1077 has been part of that event. It's really a good event. If you've got kids so this is a great thing to bring your kids to because they talk about uh, saving the environment but there's also people to talk about composting uh, zero escape uh, recycling there's some fascinating displays there's animals on display down there it's really a great thing to bring your kids to to get them interested in, in saving mother earth and reduce reuse recycle and they have examples of all that there's free entertainment there's local crafts there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on and uh, we'll be set up broadcasting live down there and last year and we're going to do it again this year, uh, we set up our sound system, and then we got all the power from solar now. So all this power that we used at the Earth Day celebration was free power from the sun. So uh, I think that was a very good thing for Earth Day. We're doing that again this year. So if you've got kids and wondering what to do with them, tomorrow is a great idea. That event goes from 9 to 2 at the Yuck Valley Community Center Complex, and it takes over all the whole complex in there. So it's very, very nice. And again, if you've got kids, take your kids there. Too. Uh, if you are in the military or were in the military, I'd like to get your comment on something we announced yesterday on Z1077. Just this week, the interim secretary of the Navy, uh, acting Navy secretary Sean Stackley, put into effect a new rule, okay? Posting nude pictures of a service member without their consent is now, for all intents and purposes, a crime in the Navy and Marine Corps. This is a response to the nude photo sharing scandal that surfaced when a reporter outed a private Facebook group of Marines and Sailors that was used at times to swap nudes. Uh, your comment at 760-366-8471. That's an interim revision to Navy regulations which prohibits Navy and Marine Corps personnel from posting intimate photos without permission, without consent. So your comment about that at 760-366-8471. Again, they are reacting to that scandal. Uh, th that scandal even coming about surprises me. 760-366-8471 uh, <laughs> for the Z1077 uh, Up Close Show. And uh, Jody, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Hey, uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, actually surprised that it wasn't already against the rules. I mean, in well, it's against the rules of common sense. It's yeah, against against. I, I mean, I think that's a felony in the civilian world. Yeah, and, and here's so, what kind of bothers me. I and, and our military community, please don't make this more than what it is. 
but it bothered me that it was going on to begin with. I've always thought exactly. of the members of the Marine Corps are very much into personal honor and personal responsibility. And right. One of the things Marines talk about is their honor. Well, is it honorable to take a nude photo of a female Marine and post it for 30,000 other Marines to see? Right. I mean, that's is that, an, is that an honorable thing to do? I, I don't believe so. Yeah. Being ex-military myself, as you know, I mean, that's that's actually disgusting. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Really? Uh, you know, I, and I don't know. Sometimes you get caught up into the into the process and forget. But this was big. This was this was all over the Marine Corps. And, right. And, and yeah, Navy. I remember hearing yeah. all about it. Uh, and, and there's one other thing that I wanted to say to just to shout out. Uh, I was in the uh, VFW on Wednesday uh-huh. in Joshua Tree here. Taco Taco Wednesday. Throw- Pardon me? Taco Wednesdays. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I want to say personally thank you to all them young Marines that were there uh, volunteering and helping uh, replace the roof and do some yard work there. Bless their young, hardworking hearts. Uh, there's like 18 of them, and I cannot remember all their names, of course, but they, they know who they are. And if they're listening, hey, this is Jody uh, saying thank you so much for your help there. Bless your heart. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jody, because it's been something I've been meaning to broach and, and haven't had an opportunity, and I'm going to. So I'm going to keep you online here for a minute. Okay, go for it. Now, uh, yes, that we do have a great program of the local Marines and Saders who go out to the community. I know they work with uh, Reach Out Morongo Basin. Yes. They help seniors repair their swamp coolers and, and minor repairs, fix that fix that fence that's just broken. And, and maybe they that were piece here in my yard last they, year and helped me, bless their heart. And when they do that, we identify them as Marines from the Toronto Ponds Marine Base have come right. out to the community to do these things. We, we, we try to identify them right. as, as much as possible. Recently, we ran a news story. In the news story, a crime was committed by a Marine. Right. And we identified that person as a Marine. Well, that brought up quite a bit of firestorm, but why are we picking on the Marines? We don't give anybody else's job qualifications. We don't oh, say it was a plumber, it was a Marine. Now, I, I want to answer that question because it's a good one. And it's interesting, I have had this discussion with Marine public affairs officers and Marine officers in the past. And it works both ways. If we were not to identify these people who are arrested for a crime as Marines, then we would conversely not recognize the Marines who are coming out and doing good things in the community as well. So that works both ways. Of course. And we have asked the people in charge, well, do you just, do you want us to identify these people as Marines or not? And they'd say, yes, please do, because Marines hold themselves to a slightly higher standard. Okay? And we believe they should be identified as Marines. Right. That said, if we weren't going to identify a Marine who committed a crime, then we would not identify the Marines who are coming into town to do the good things. Exactly. So it works both ways. So if we're going to identify a Marine in one way, we're going to identify a Marine in the other way. So well, yeah. I wanted to broach that. I wanted to get out there because we do, we do get a lot of conversation about that. It seems every time we run a story that has a Marine involved in something unpleasant. I mean, we recently had a Marine who killed two people, two double people. murderer. Right. And as soon as we ran that story, we got people saying, oh, well, you know, because it's a Marine, they're going to make a big story out of it. No, we're going to make a big story out of it because it was a double murder. Right. Oh, my 
Okay. People and, actually calling and complaining. Yeah, and, and posting and complaining and oh getting in touch with us saying we, uh, he shouldn't be identified as a Marine because if it was a truck driver, would we identify him as a Marine? And the answer is no. But on the other hand, if that Marine was in town doing something good, helping out the senior citizens, helping out the VFW, all the wonderful things they do in the community, yeah. then we identify them as Marines also. And they said, if you're going to do one, you got to do the other. So, yes. so we, we do not pick on the Marine Corps. In fact, I'm a big fan of the Marine Corps. Uh, and I think, they do, I think they are wonderful neighbors here in the Morongo Basin. That said, if somebody in the Marine Corps does something bad, it's going to be on the radio, and they're going to be identified as a Marine. Yes. Just like if they do something good, it's going to be on the radio, and they're going to be identified as a Marine. So a, a that quick, works both ways. A quick good example, yeah. um, as you had mentioned, okay, truck driver. Okay, what about that truck driver that came up into Yucca and pulled in down to the uh, stop down there? Yeah. Well, he was identified as a truck driver. Well, that's because he was that driving a truck. Profession. But, yeah. But, okay, if, well, but if somebody does a violent crime, we don't necessarily say that, you know, the guy's a plumber or we don't say what the job is. Right. But yes. if they are a Marine, we identify them as a Marine. And again, we do it both ways for good and the bad. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, for the most part, I mean, you got 99.9% of these guys that are just have such a wonderful heart and soul and they're willing to help and do things in the community but you got you're always going to have one moron or idiot however you wish to identify them in every little bunch anywhere you go that's going to do something wrong i mean it's just anywhere you go yeah you know it, it doesn't matter what their profession is it's just it's going to happen yeah i so. uh, i i go out a lot and i see the young marines in town the, if I was to criticize anything about the young Marines who are out in town, is please watch your language. Oh uh, I, I'm sitting at I am sitting at a nice restaurant with my wife having dinner, and there's a table of Marines right next to me, and every other word begins with F or MF, and I'm thinking, really, guys, in a nice restaurant with. You know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, with I, ladies I around. I've myself a couple of times. Yeah, just, but yeah and, and I, I think what happens is you get into a certain mentality when you're out in the field, when you're in the barracks with the guys, and you get that certain mentality and a certain way of talking. But you got to remember when you come into town where you are exposed to civilians and, and women and children. Uh, one of my pet peeves is, you know, you go into a fast food place and there'll be a bunch of little kids around and Marines waiting in line or every other word begins with F or MF. And you're thinking, these are kids. What are you thinking? So I think what happens is they, they, they get into that mode when they're in the barracks or out in right. the field and it's hard to break into what we call the civilian mode. You're in town now. You're, but look around you. If you see elderly people, if you see children, just monitor yourself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I still make my own mistakes, but I remember yeah. I remember quite well when I when I got out of the military, I was asked to tone it down quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I'm not asked so often anymore, but I've been out for quite some time. Well, it becomes so, a habit. You, you, you do it exactly. so much you don't even think about it. It just becomes part of your speech pattern. But yes. there's, there's a, that little 10-year-old girl sitting next to you in the Del Taco line doesn't want to hear F word every other every other word. Yeah, and guess what they're learning from right. that language. Yeah, no, and, what, <laughs> and what kind of example are you giving them of the honor of the Marine Corps? So yeah, that's, even all I'm though saying. you don't think they're listening, well, guess yeah. what? So. They are. Anyway, so new Navy regulations, which that's also the Marine Corps, uh, saying you cannot 
put any intimate photos anywhere without consent of the person whose photo it is. I'm, I'm totally in agreement with yeah. that, and I'm actually surprised it wasn't there. So anyway, all right, Gary, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll quit bending here for now. There and, may be other people in line. And like there isn't, and like and like we said earlier, Jody, I'm I'm more surprised it ever happened at all. And I think oh, it's yeah. it's That's, a whole part of that. You know, you get into a barrack mentality, and you, you you forget you're not in the barracks anymore. This is out for everybody to see. Right. And a- anything you put on the internet is not private. Let's just, I don't care how private they say it is, it's no. not private. Somebody's going to see it someday and it never goes away. Nope. It's everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks, Jody. All right, Gary. Seven six zero three six six eight four seven one. Your comment like the, on, on, on this discussion that we're having. Uh, about Marines' behavior in town. I'd like to hear that from, from some Marines. What do you think? And I get, again, I understand. I have been in the field with Marines as a reporter. I get it. I've been in the barracks. I get it. You get into that mentality. It's just other young guys around. You start talking a certain way. But again, I was eating at a nice restaurant in town with my wife. And table next to me was full of, uh, seems like very nice guys, but every other word started with an F. And I'm thinking, really? Am I, I don't go to a nice restaurant to hear this, Marines. Think about it. You're in town. What kind of impression are you giving to the civilian community? And it's, what bothers me the most is around children. You are an example to children. A lot of young kids here, they want to grow up to be a Marine. They want to grow up to be like you. They want to grow up to have honor and protect their country. And that's the example you're giving them in town. So I think just need to think about that a little bit. Not lecturing. It's just a little bit of a reality check because it's really prevalent and it just seems to be getting worse. Or maybe I'm just getting older or maybe it's a little bit of both. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. Uh, We were talking about the Yucca Valley Planning Commission and they're going to be discussing the short-term rentals. And again... On May 9th, because this was brought up in a couple of shows, on May 9th is when the Planning Commission will again be discussing prohibition of marijuana in Yucca Valley. And again, I'm, I'm going to explain that a little bit. They're not discussing whether or not to have it. The town council has given them instructions. We don't want marijuana in the town of Yucca Valley. Please come up with an ordinance which will prohibit it. So they're, they're not talking about yes or no. They're talking about the language of the ordinance that will prohibit it. So uh, that decision has already been made by a higher body. That's the Yucca Valley Town Council. The Planning Commission will form this based on codes and ordinances and legality. Uh, that will then be checked out by the county council. That will then go before the town council for approval of an ordinance. So what the Planning Commission is now is doing the wording of that ordinance. 760-366-8471. And again, we have a lot of environmental things on our plate today, our news today had a lot of environmental issues. We talked about the Bureau of Land Management talking about ORV routes in the Morongo Basin, whether they should be on public roads or on property owner maintained roads. And there's 148 miles of them here in our Morongo Basin. The Altamira project, the Altamira project goes on. Uh, new litigation has basically frozen that project for six months. Now I, the Altamira um, developer has got that up for sale. I think he's saying enough's enough on that. Uh, your comment about that, the hydroelectric facility, right next to Joshua Tree National Park in the Eagle Mountain area. What do you think about that? The impact of Joshua Tree National Park uh, from all those visitors. Your comment about that. So a whole bunch of stuff going on that has to deal with 
local environmental issues. I'd like to hear from you on that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Give us a call. The lines are open right now at 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Danielle. Our producer is Etika Gonzalez. Sometimes you just need to say a special I'm sorry or a hearty thank you or I love you. Even send a friend have a great day to make it all better. Say it with fresh flowers. Bada Bling Florist and Gifts has the best local flowers. Same day hand delivered to your door. Custom arrangements, candies and gifts and layaway too. Brides, ask about the arch rentals to make your day special. Bada Bling Florist and Gifts. Open every day at 8 a.m. on Adobe and 29 Palms or call 760-800-1314 to place your next order has allergy season blown in bringing you itchy eyes a runny nose headaches and constant sneezing you don't have to suffer star pharmacy can ease your misery for just four dollars you can get a hundred generic benadryl or a month's supply of generic claritin rest assured star pharmacy is the low price leader in your neighborhood you'll find home medical equipment canes walkers wheelchairs and nebulizers Star Pharmacy, open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m., next to the post office in Joshua Tree. Looking for a career rather than just a job? Great Clips is taking applications now. Great Clips is an energetic and happy environment. All you need is a current California cosmetology license. You'll love working with this fun team. At Great Clips, everyday haircuts are just $14 and kick cuts are $12 and there's no need for an appointment. Just walk in. Great Clips is open every day at 9 a.m. and Sunday at 10 in the Dollar Tree Center, Yucca Valley. It's going to be great. So, when your stomach is sounding the alarm, head to Firehouse Subs to satisfy your appetite, Texas style, with a smokehouse beef and cheddar brisket. This is choice brisket. Hickory smoked for over 16 hours, then piled high and topped with melted cheddar cheese and sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. And if you don't love it after one bite, you can get your money back. You can keep the bite. Firehouse Subs, the hero of all subs. Open every day, 9.30 to 9 p.m. in the mall in front of Home Depot. Yucca Valley. And we are back. It is 1034. We have uh, lots of folks waiting to go on the radio. Let's get right to them. And Eric, you are on the radio. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to make a comment about the meeting for the Bureau of Land Management coming up. Um, I, I'm a little concerned about the amount of um, land that the government took, especially under Obama, there was millions of acres, um, not just in California, but all throughout the entire Southwest, uh, that was declared national parks and, um, you know, off limits to off-road vehicles and, um, and all that. And we just had an incident, as a matter of fact, just a couple of months ago, um, out here with the King of the Hammers, where a, a man from Texas was out here. And because they placed their stick, I, uh, their registration stickers, I guess, are in a different place. It's not, he had it on the window, the rear window of his truck, but he was yanked out of his truck at gunpoint. And, um. By who? By the BLM. It was a law enforcement, okay. So, um, there's a little bit of, um, over, I, I would say, bureaucracy there when it comes to, you know, we used to just go out here out yeah, the Eric, desert. Eric, 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 come back to me now. On this uh, on this incident where you see a BLM ranger yanked someone out of the truck 
at gunpoint. Yeah. Did you see that? No, but um, there are people who were there that saw it. Okay, we have heard we have heard nothing from anybody about any of that. I was on Facebook. I now of course you're not going to hear a lot about Facebook that on the news. is Facebook is not attributed news. So well, I do know that it happened, and I know that for how, a fact. How do you know that for a fact, Eric? Because the person who told me is someone who is trusted in the community. And I'll, I'll just say I know the person very well, and I know he's not into fake news or gossip. Okay. And um, But he's active in the community, and, and it's not just him that I heard it from. I heard it from multiple other people. Okay. But, I just, um, I just want to no, come back to that because that's what we call unattributed, but okay. Go ahead. All right, but what I wanted to say, though, is that I, I grew up here, and all over this whole desert there's places that, you know, I've been going now for years, my whole life, all blocked off now, and, uh, you know, they got the big red markers out there now, and you're not allowed to go on it. And, you know, um, uh, there's a bit of a, there's a bit too much overreach, government overreach in this. Let me, let me give you a little background on that, Eric, because I agree with you and I disagree with you. I'm going to tell you what I mean. I, I've been out here for almost 40 years and, and I've off-road bike and I, I like to go off-road. And I think 99% of the people who ride off-road vehicles are respectful of private property. They don't do damage. Uh, they, don't, they don't do vandalism. But then you've got what I call the jerk factor. That one or 2% of idiots who do stupid stuff who ruin it for everybody else. I'm going to give you a true fact because I saw it. It is attributed. I personally saw it. We ran a story a couple of years ago about proposed rules for off-road vehicles in the area. Okay. The next day, someone came onto my home with a quad, got onto my front yard, and went round and round in circles cutting a big donut in my front yard and then drove off to protest us running the story on Z1077. Hmm. Now, now, what is my impression now of off-roaders? Yeah, because of someone who is a jerk. So the jerk factor is the reason that they're taking so much land off-limits to off-roaders. Because well, you've got the jerk factor. Again, 99% of the guys are respectful they understand. Then you've got the jerk factors who are ruining it for everybody. But I, I disagree with you that that's the only factor. I really do believe that the the overreach of the government, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed or not, especially in California, it seems like our government's turned more communist. Now, I'm, I'm really glad that we got a president in here that, you know, isn't into uh, uh, being a tyrant. But um. You know, I mean, he's not into the New World Order thing. And um, and so that's a really good thing. But, you know, it all has to do with money and power. So all of this uh, land that they're doing, I know this for a fact that um, several years ago uh, when they were declared, remember uh, Diane Feinstein flying her helicopter around out here in the uh, high desert, and um, they were trying to uh, claim land back here, back behind landers and a few other places, and that all had to do with mineral rights. And so I know that um, right now, you know what happened um, over at the Bundy Ranch. You know what's happened with LaVoy Finnegan, who was shot by BLM. And, uh, you know, uh, 
this has been going on all over the whole Southwest. There was a big mine up in Oregon. Uh, we had the, the uh, standoff over there at the Moeller um, Ref, Wildlife Refuge. This has been an ongoing problem between the people of the United States and their government. So I'm really glad that things hopefully will change under Trump. But um, I definitely do think that America right now needs to make a stand against the overreaching power. BLM is definitely one of them. Um, you know, when you can't even go out in, into your own backyard, into the field that you used to walk out, take a walk out, and uh, there's someone there standing there telling you that you, can, you can't ride your horse there no more, you can't, uh, you know, there's certain things that I know for a fact, I know people all over that that's, you know, my uh, my uh, wife was uh, taking a walk out here, and uh, some guy told her told her that uh, she's not allowed to take a walk out there anymore. I, I just ridiculous. And and Eric, I don't disagree with you. Uh, there have been a lot of places where the federal government has come in and just seized land out of the blue. I don't necessarily agree agree that millions and millions of acres of land should be set aside on a presidential whim. I believe there's a process to go through. It's called Congress. And I, yeah. I and and I don't agree uh, with the for. I don't necessarily disagree with the formations of the local monuments, but I disagree with how it was done. The people had no say in that. Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. That's called communism. The people need to have a say. There's a constitution right, that we need to follow. I'm not calling that's it communism, call. but that's what you can call it. Okay, Eric, appreciate your call. Sure. All right. Bye bye. Thanks. Hi, John. You're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. I wanted to talk about Cadiz and Eagle Mountain. Okay. Because they both represent a significant threat to the uh, to the groundwaters in the areas where they're proposed. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why allegedly cogent, sane people are allowing these projects to go forward. Yeah, the one we have on the news today is the story about the Eagle Crest hydroelectric power project. And you are correct. In that one, they're going to um, pump the aquifer and hold the water behind a dam. And then when there is areas of high electrical need, they will then generate that power. Uh, now, Jerry Brown, our governor, said it'll help the state reach its mandate of reducing, uh, producing 50% of its energy needs. People who are against it, including our own Joshua Tree National Park Superintendent David Smith, say it will have negative impacts on the environment. However, the people who make that decision, and that is the uh, National Park Service and the Bureau of Land Management, said they would have no significant impact. This particular one, it's the BLM who said there'd be no significant impact. And in fact, the Cadiz project was contested by a number of environmental groups in court, and they lost that, with the court also saying they don't believe there'd be a significant impact on the environment. Now, how, like you say, John, how you can possibly say pumping millions upon millions of gallons, thousands of acre feet from underneath the Amboy Cadiz area would not affect the local environment. I, I, you are right. It boggles the mind. It does because, you know, they're all different aquifers, but they're all connected in a way. And it's that nature abhors a vacuum thing. And if you suck stuff out of one area, water from surrounding areas is going to go into fill it. Yeah, and do those surrounding areas 
are those springs for the bighorn sheep? Is there, is, you know, how many natural water sources are out there? Not many. That's correct. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on this one. I, I, something's going on. I think it's more politics than anything else. Well, it is. I mean, you know, uh, Diane Feinstein did an article about Cadiz, and she stated that it didn't make sense to her either. And she she enumerated all the all the potential uh, uh, environmental hazards from from doing that. And then, of course, uh, Winston Hickox who is on the board of directors for the organization that's behind Cadiz, he also did a paper, uh, 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 an article in the uh, San Bernardino County Sun saying all the reasons it would be good for California because it's allegedly going to create jobs, you know. But it's, I, I can't figure this out why. I mean, Laguna Beach gets lots and lots and lots of rain, and it's right next to the Pacific Ocean almost. It's closer to the Pacific Ocean than the 43 miles that they plan to do a pipeline from Cadiz to the to the um, uh, to the aqueduct. That's you know they plan to pump water out of, out of Cadiz, dump it in the aqueduct, and then at the other end of the aqueduct, uh, the Orange County uh, community can take that much more water out of the aqueduct. Yep, it's the Santa Mar Santa Margarita Water District. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense because they're they're closer to the Pacific Ocean than Cadiz is to the aqueduct. Well, the trouble with the Pacific Ocean is that water's got salt in it. Well, yeah, but they have desalinization programs, and some of them are pretty simple. Yeah, and matter of fact, there's a big push going on now for more desal in California, but that's another story for another day. All right, John, hey, thanks for calling. Hey, thank you, Gary. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. And May, you are on the radio. Good morning. Well, good morning, Gary. I've talked to you a couple of times about the marijuana issue uh -huh. um, in Yucca Valley. We're moving there from Washington, D.C. And as a matter of fact, next Friday, I'll be listening to your show, I believe, from Oklahoma. Uh, well, we have an app, so you can hear us anywhere in the world. <laughs> We'll, we'll be on the road on the way there. But my question to you is this. They have outlawed everything, including uh, delivery services. Am I correct? They are working on the wording of an ordinance that would do that. In the meantime, they're on the county ordinance, which does prohibit that. That is correct. As far as the delivery services, I'm not a lawyer. There's a lot of fine gray there on the in the law so i i cannot with knowledge say they have uh they have eliminated delivery services i do know that we got a phone call here at z1077 from someone who ran a marijuana delivery service and asked if he could buy advertising now under our license with the federal government we're required to keep our license to follow the laws of the county and state and country that we are in so when this person called and asked to buy radio advertising, I called the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department captain uh, for this area, the area commander, Captain Jeff Joling. And I said to him, we have someone who'd like to purchase advertising for delivery service. Is that legal? And he wrote back, absolutely not. Not in the county of San Bernardino is a marijuana delivery service legal. So based on his recommendation we did not accept the advertising okay no i understand um the main thing i was thinking about i believe about three weeks ago is the last time i spoke to you and you had spoken to 
a dispensary owner down in Desert Hot Springs. Yeah, Jason El had called, yeah. And I believe he said they get uh, they pay the, the town of Desert Hot Springs something like $465,000 a year, and there's 30 establishments that pay that amount of money. Now, that's a different county. Right. Yeah, I understand. So yeah. basically, Yucca Valley will have no extra money from that. That is my understanding. That is correct. Yucca Valley will not have any of the income from the sales and transportation of, of medical or legal marijuana. Okay. (laughs) That is what I was calling about. Well, I thank you, Gary, and I hope to meet you at one of your public appearances uh, after we get out there. And I thank you very much for your time. All right, May, thank you. 760-366-8471. We got one more little break. We need to take those who are on hold. Be patient. We'll be right back with you with more of the Up Close Show. Precious shoes and clothes at My Shoe Destination, right in Yucca Valley. My Shoe Destination has terrific name brand shoes like Tom's, Converse, and Vans, along with work boots and sandals. They also carry clothes for men and women. Now, My Shoe Destination has new hours, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 630, and Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 7 p.m., and they're closed on Tuesdays. Be sure to check them out on Facebook at My Shoe Destination. Finally, swag shoes close to home. Spring is bursting at Bistro 29. Lots of new items on the lunch menu like the burrito bowl. Grab the gang. Wednesday's pasta night. The perfect comfort food. Bistro 29 always offers a diverse menu. This local favorite is the perfect place for family and friends. Enjoy the delicious omelets for weekend brunch. Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 2. Call for reservations. 760-910-9425. Or just drop by. Bistro 29 is open Tuesday through Sunday on the highway in downtown 29 Palms. The sewer project is happening, and you know you need to get ready for your home's connection. Action Pumping can help you. This family of experts have provided full-service plumbing at reasonable prices since 1922. From your home to the main sewer line, septic installation, service, and repair for both commercial and residential. Call Action Pumping at 365-0861 or see all their services online at actionpumpinginc.com. Let the good folks at Action Pumping hook you up. You'll be glad you called. Hearing loss can affect a loved one's whole quality of life. If you have a family member whose hearing is not what it should be, bring them to the Yucca Valley Miracle Ear Hearing Center for a free hearing evaluation. Miracle Ear provides top-notch hearing care services. For hearing loss and hearing protection devices, call Carol at 365-0691 to book your Miracle Ear appointment today. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, next to KFC on Yucca Trail in Yucca Valley. And it is 10.51. I'm Gary Dineau. This is the Z107. Seven uh, up close show and uh, David, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. I really don't like the BLM. <laughs> uh, I, I I was kind of hoping you'd call because it seems like our newscast today is all environmental issues. Mostly all. Yeah, and uh, they're very idiosyncratic. Um, you know, sometimes about one tenth of the time they do something right, the other nine tenths of the time they do something wrong. And it's like on the ORV situation, the Wemo ORV situation, they were taken to the courts because their EIR was so bad. And so what they did was they doubled up. And instead of having 5,000 miles of trails all in this area, 
then they they doubled it and they went for 10,000 miles of trails instead of actually accommodating what the court wanted now they they asked the court for an extension because they really don't know what they're doing who was the uh, litigant in in the in the, who, who actually sued the BLM on Wemo on the Wemo yeah. I would assume I don't know but I I would assume it's uh, CBD I'm sorry who is CBD Center, uh, Center for Biological Diversity. Okay, so... Uh, That's my guess. That's, okay. I don't know for sure. But that same decision could also have been objected to by the off-road community. So uh, it seems... Because well, I'm getting both sides aren't happy with this. They were coming ahead on it. Uh, yeah. in that situation. But it's been extended and, like I said, they don't know what they're doing. On, yeah. on the Wemo one, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, public comment ends May 12th. And we have more information and a link in our story today. Uh, yes. well, I'll have to go to your website and see yeah. all the links. Yeah. Uh, because there's lots going on. Um, uh, I was calling in for the Eagle Crest situation. Good. The Eagle Crest situation is it's a premise that is really, really flimsy. Because what they're saying is, well, even though we're going to lose 15 to 20% of the power, we're still putting it when you really need it the most. But comes the question how authentic is their estimate on how much power they lose because bright source ivanpah project got less than 50 percent of the power they estimated they were getting and that was through the all the near the bright source ivanpah is out near the border near right. wasn't i think bright source ivanpah however was technology that really hadn't been run at full strength in the field i think hydroelectric they have much better experience with the the output from hydroelectric than they do from solar not on that level okay. and they're they're trying to figure out the efficiency of pumping it uphill and using the same turbines to have it go downhill yeah to oversimplify this for people who are listening the plan is when electricity is really really cheap at night and, and off times is when they will pump the water up to the dam and then at peak times when the price of electricity goes very high they would then allow the water to go down, producing the electricity. So I've oversimplified it, but I think that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty comes good statement. Question: How fast can those turbines turn around yeah. from pumping to taking? As far as prime time goes for electricity, it's between five and eight p.m. That's when electricity is used the most, and that's when it's most expensive. It's probably going to get to about fifty-five cents a kilowatt hour. I'm so glad I went solar. Yep. Yeah. Well, people, uh, we all should go distributed solar. We're trying to get towards that, but it's, uh, you know, it's not supported by the industry because they don't have control of um, distributed solar like they do with the other. And here's here's something else that's crazy, uh, David, in all politics. Uh, the state of California wants a certain percentage of the power that it uses to come from renewable energy projects, yep. but they don't count rooftop solar. Yep. Well, that was. That's all politics. By lobbyists. These these laws are written yeah. by lobbyists, and that's the way it, way it goes down. Yeah. So, and I was also calling in to applaud the uh, coverage of the Altamira and the Next Era project. Uh, your your intrepid reporter Mike Lipsitz, he was a county employee for a moment uh, about yeah. what two three years ago now. Not for very long. Well, yeah, yes, but he was. he was following those projects, both of them, very yeah, he well. Was. Yeah. And he had special workshops regarding them. Yeah. And I think he has a personal pleasure in seeing that both of the projects are stymied. Both of them, I, I helped um, coordinate the legal representation. Yeah, the way the word he used today was checkmate. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's it's more of a poker situation and bluffing than yeah. than chess because I don't think as much intelligence has been used in this. And, and I'm going to come back to Mike. Yes, Mike Lipsis does an excellent job for me, and that's why we grabbed him back as a reporter the moment he was available. Yep. Yeah. And the Altamira, um, I'm pretty sure, these are my personal opinions, but I'm pretty sure on Altamira Project that they were just... Um, they were bluffing. They were really, really hoping they wouldn't get litigation. But the uh, community of Joshua Tree and Southwest Joshua Tree really came up with it, and uh, they, they raised over eighty-five hundred dollars to get the sequel. And what people don't understand: these sequel lawsuits are not tort lawsuits. They are sequel lawsuits, and that's the completion of the of the um, sequel process. It's not, you know, uh, what it is is. CEQA is a checklist on how you approve a project, and if you have a shoddy checklist, then that can be taken to court, and that's what happens. So and in this case, it was mm-hmm. a traffic study, and a number of studies hadn't been done. So apparently now Altamira just they want they want out. They, apparently they're selling it the for three million dollars. Well, they're willing to sell it all all of it um, clear, or they'll do a partnership or whatever. They're they're desperate, and when they don't have their inside connections of 25, 30 years of investor connections coming through and they have to go public like this, it's a desperate measure. And so I, I'm pretty sure this project is is killed. Okay. But who knows? All right. And then the next Arrow one, that's a, that's a $50 million project that's also stymied and all the facts line up that they can't find a PPA that's suitable and feasible for what they want to do. They announced it to the Joshua Basin Water District uh, mid-February, which is, what, uh, two weeks after February 3rd, which was the expiration of the yeah. PPA. And we had covered that at that time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, David. Anything else? It is. It is, yes. Yeah, well, unfortunately, on that one... The lawyer that was representing the Cadiz in the fights was also the head of the transition team for Trump. So Trump really, really wants to push this through because the, of the transition team that wants it. To and, push it and one of the things that is indicative of the Trump administration is a, a, a look at environmental law in general, trying to take off, take out regulations. And some of those regulations make sense. Some of them don't, but they are all being lumped into one old bad regulation uh, no. nickname. Okay. Yeah. And to follow up on the situation, there's uh, a meeting with a particular emphasis on the Cadiz issue this evening. Uh, it's, uh, Desert Institute is having a meeting at 7 to 8.30 p.m. this evening at uh, the Bell Center in Copper Mountain College. And that's that's the activism seminar? Yep. Yeah, we had hey, we had that one. to go to that one. Huh? I'm going to go to that one. Yeah, you should. I should. You should be one of the presenters. No, no, no. They're particular about it, and I'm sort of a omnibudsman as far as stuff goes. All right. Okay, David. Appreciate your call. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. Seven six zero three six six eight four seven one. Unfortunately, that's going to run us out of time until next week. So those of you who are on hold, sure to call first next week. We'll get things going right away with you. What normally happens is people kind of wait till we get into a groove before they start calling. But if you've got something on your mind, if you're on hold right now, be the first caller next week for more. I'll be back then with more up close. Until then, thanks for listening. Drive carefully and God bless. Bye bye. You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close.